Broadcasting from down on the bayou, it's the Average Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast, powered by Lake Area Media, LLC. And now your hosts, David Boston and Patrick Fry. And welcome to episode 99 of the Average Marks pro wrestling podcast if you're watching this on youtube uh, you know the inside joke you know why we're laughing a little bit here some technical difficulties on my end Um, it wasn't even a technical difficulty it was just uh stupidity uh, i guess i wouldn't call it that either but just uh you know unfortunate circumstance so to speak but you had the you had our youtube video you know basically when we you know, hit live when the countdown's going on. You always check to make sure we're live on the platforms we set to go live on. And you opened up our YouTube video. Apparently, you didn't close it. No. And obviously, when you're recording live and then you're watching the playback on YouTube, there might be a delay. So it's like you were getting delayed responses and you had no idea that you left it on. And we figured it out. So we are broadcasting live from the Collar and Elbow Studios. Our T-shirt of the, uh, I guess, week is the new New Jack T-shirt that they just put out to honor New Jack after his passing away. You can get that at collarandelbowbrand.com. Just hit the store link. Use the code THEAVERAGEMARKS at checkout for a 10% off your entire order. Man, I'm just thrown off my game right now, Patrick. I feel all clumsy. Don't let it. Hey, this ain't our first rodeo, so don't let it. <laughs> Don't let it make you lose focus. We got a big show today. We got a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about the rundown here in a minute, but obviously the new Jack shirt, a very nice looking shirt. I tell you what, I'm very tempted to buy it myself, but I am broke. So, um, Hey, we get paid tomorrow though. We do get paid tomorrow, but Hey, the budget, I'm sorry, uh, collar and elbow. It's not in my particular budget at the moment, but it certainly could be uh, very in the very near future. But Collar and elbow is screwed once sports gambling starts around here. Yeah, once that sports gambling starts, oof, could be in trouble, especially you know, they say around here it's going to be available on the mobile app. So and that's very dangerous. But hey, we're gonna we're gonna see where it takes us. You never know; it could take it take us one of two ways, and hopefully it's it's on the way up. So we're gonna we're gonna see. But that's for another subject for another time. That's right. So go check out our shirt of the week, the New Jack shirt, paying homage to an ECW legend after his passing away. And it's marked down on their site, $5. And you can get an additional 10% off that with using the code the average marks in checkout. All right. For, well, for the average marks episode number 99, which was originally supposed to be 100, it would have been pretty cool, but you weren't feeling too well last week. So we decided, you know, we're just going to. Skip, you know, like I said, we don't, our li- this isn't our livelihoods. We're, you know, we're, this show's not putting food on the table for us, at least not yet. So we were, you know, we can afford to just, you know, skip a week if we feel like it. We ain't feeling up to it. So, right. But on today's episode, number 99, we're going to talk about, well, Buff Bagwell, uh, he got arrested. And, uh, you know, and I, I'm not sure what he's been doing for the past 20 years of his life since the last time I saw him on television, but, Apparently, it's not good. Also, we're going to talk about the massive WWE layoffs. They've laid off superstars. We've already talked about that in the past, but then now they've laid off uh, other personnel. We'll talk about that. 
And also this Sunday, Double or Nothing. It's a Double or Nothing weekend over in Jacksonville. So shout out to all the wrestling fans heading over to Jacksonville for the weekend. Uh, it's going to be a packed house at Daly's Place. I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to watching it on TV. Um, so we're going to talk about that. All the matches, we're going to break them down, give our winners. I even filled out a PW scorecard already for the first time, and God knows how long. Actually, now that I think about it, I did fill one out for Revolution back in March before we um, rebooted the podcast. So it hasn't been that long, but uh, it's been a long time since I filled out a PW scorecard here on the show. So, or at least going over it on the show. It's been a while. So I'm going to. That's the first time they've had one available for us to fill out by the time we do our podcast. Well, well, we've only been doing the podcast again for what a month now. And we've only had, uh, I think we had one or two shows maybe that we could have filled out scorecards and they weren't going to be ready until like the day before the Saturday, which would have been after. Obviously, we record the podcast, which is on Thursdays. So. It's available now for Double or Nothing. It was available a few hours ago. I filled it out. I actually filled it out on a cuff. I kind of already thought about what I was expecting to happen for Double or Nothing. Filled it out. So I'll go over that as well. And you can actually create a faction on the PWScorecard.com website. We may have to do that and get some of the AMP crew in here and uh, build a faction over there, see who can you know, get the best score. Most definitely. And uh, maybe we'll bring back the belts. I don't even know where these belts are that we used to have. <laughs> but um, I'm filling it out for the fun of it. And uh, at the end of the day, I'm looking forward to watching this this big wrestling event, full crowd in effect. And it's one of AEW's biggest shows of the year. So it's going to be can't miss, must watch television on a Sunday night if you're a wrestling fan. Make sure you follow us on all your favorite social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube. We are there. Just search at The Average Marks. Also, on Friday, we upload the show via podcast form. So if you miss the live version, you can always get the podcast version on Apple, Google, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, all the podcatchers out there. We're on it. Make sure you just search The Average Marks. We'll show up and... uh, can enjoy our content yeah for all you like to consume it yeah for all the folks maybe taking their drive over to jacksonville for the weekend if you're leaving tomorrow hey open up that iphone or android or whatever you got go check out your podcast search the average marks you can listen to us talk about the show and other wrestling topics on your way there so we would certainly appreciate that that's what I would do. I would listen to others, obviously, but <laughs> if I was heading up to Jacksonville, because I already know what we, we've said once we recorded. But Of course, you never listen to our podcast. Because uh, I already know what it, it... Here's the thing. I mean, I don't listen to myself on the radio. I already know what I'm going to say. Why would I need to... You know, I might listen. Actually, you know what? Now that you say that, I do listen. I listen back to make sure it sounds good, to make sure we got a good flow, make sure the audio's okay. So I do listen to it. I don't listen to the whole thing. But I do listen back bits and pieces, make sure we're sounding fine and dandy, in which I think we do. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, first topic, uh, we're going to talk about, I mentioned Buff Bagwell first, but we're going to talk about him second. And uh, the other thing I mentioned was the WWE layoffs. Obviously, about a month or so ago, they let go of Samoa Joe, Mickey James, Bo Dallas. I'm trying to just think of the others off the top of my head. But Samoa Joe was the big name. Mickey James was another big name as well. And in the past couple of weeks, they've let go of some backstage personnel and um, some of the big ones uh, as far as on air. Uh, Tom Phillips was just let go, I think, today. 
after Adnan Virk was he mutually parted ways with WWE after seven episodes of Raw doing play by play. He said, I guess I guess he thought he had enough. I don't know if WWE and him, they were just I don't know what the reasoning was. I didn't read too much into it, but apparently a lot of fans were not very sad to see him go. I just think you know, we've had sports guys, I guess like like Jonathan Coachman, he obviously and he was excellent, you know, his pre ESPN run with WWE. Then he goes to ESPN for I think he went for like what a decade or so and uh did pretty well at ESPN. Comes back to WWE doesn't very doesn't really last that long. And then you got Adnan Vert, who, as far as I know, never had any professional wrestling experience prior to his stand at ESPN. Comes in, doesn't have much success either. So I don't know what it is with these sports guys. As uh, Marcus Talbert in the chat, hello fellas, hello Marcus, thanks for coming, hang out with us. But Adnan Vert coming from ESPN, it just seems, and, 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 and you know Pat McAfee, he's. He's a bit of a sports guy himself, and he's doing actually pretty good. But Pat McAfee is like a he's an he's an entertaining character, and but he's himself at the same time. If that makes sense, he's yeah, not. He, go he's ahead. doing he's doing something totally different than Adnan was doing because Adnan's got the old man in his ear the whole time, like Michael yeah, Cole. Yeah, I guess you're right, and he, Pat is doing color commentary, so it is a little bit different. But and Pat's also been in the ring unlike you know tom phillips or well i mean jonathan coachman's been in the ring but jonathan coach was not nearly as good as pat mcafee is in the ring nor wow. has the athleticism that pat mcafee has so i don't know maybe it's the how can i say this the competitor in, in pat mcafee that allows him to really just shine so to speak and uh, it's and it's also his personality too but uh, he has an entertaining radio show and that's what it is at the end of the day, entertainment. This is entertainment, and Pat McAfee is the epitome of entertainment as far as I'm concerned at, at commentary. So these other sports guys like Jonathan Coachman, now granted Jonathan Coachman was also very entertaining in his pre-ESPN run, but now that he's come back, obviously they don't use him as much you know, in, in feuds and whatnot, and he, I guess, tried to bring his sports acumen into the commentary, but you can't really do that. you, you got to be... You know, somewhat entertaining, and I guess the coaches wasn't, you know, when it's just him being normal at the commentary desk, it's not very entertaining. Same thing with Adnan Verk. He just he just doesn't. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't fit that um, the ideal wrestling pro wrestling announcer that should be, I guess, entertaining or whatever the whatever it is they look for. Adnan Verk just apparently was not it, and I think Adnan might have probably thought the same thing and said, you know what. It's probably best if I go do something else. Appreciate Let me the go call Division Two football, and you know what? And if that suits him better, then hey, more power to him. There's plenty of Division Two football games to be called out there, I'm sure. But obviously, not as big of a stage as the WWE is. So, and you know, I don't. Obviously, he's not terrible. I mean, it would take a lot for somebody to go out there and be terrible, but he's just not what fits as a pro wrestling announcer on Monday Night Raw at the end of the day. And I think he realized that too. And that thing that it's a thing like that, that makes him, you know, a, uh, a true professional, so to speak. Uh, he, he realizes it too. And he's like, Hey, look, I'm just going to roll out, appreciate the opportunity, 
you know, I'm sure you guys can find somebody that's much better at doing pro wrestling commentary than I am. I could do commentary, just not pro wrestling commentary. And that's but the make thing. sure that check doesn't get lost in the mail, though, for those seven dates. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if you're Adnan <laughs> Verg, hey, get 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 your money, man. But you know, Adnan Verg, he comes from the the sports world. Now, I don't remember if he ever did play by play or commentary, but at the end of the day, I've done play by play and color commentary for football, and you don't have Vince McMahon in your ears saying, "Say this, say that, mention this, mention that," and that's a whole different dynamic. And Cole is just Michael Cole just probably knows how to like take what Vince says in and at the same time like tune him out and don't let him uh cause any sort of disruption when it comes to doing commentary. So Michael Cole might have just might just be able to mentally block Vince out, but at the same time absorb what he's saying and and do it, you know? Yeah, with Michael Cole, I mean you had to listen to two other people plus Vince McMahon, and then think of things to say yourself. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. So Adnan Verts let go. Tom Phillips was let go as well. Uh, they announced today, actually, the person taking over Raw, Jimmy, oh, what was his name? I thought I saw, I, was it Jimmy Smith? Yes, Jimmy Smith. Apparently he's, he's done NXT, so he's going to be the play-by-play guy. And um, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I haven't paid as much attention to Jimmy Smith uh, so I really don't know a whole lot about him, but they let Tom Phillips the big go. Leaks, son. Well, they let Tom Phillips go. So obviously when you announce Jimmy Smith, because everyone wanted Tom Phillips back on Raw. So when you announce Jimmy Smith, you know, what? where does Tom Phillips go from here? Obviously out the door. And uh, so Tom Phillips got released. That was a bit of a surprise. Uh, Drake Wirtz, the... NXT referee was let go. He was a pretty popular referee in NXT. I know he's apparently done some WrestleMania. Not with the boys. Do what? I said apparently not with the boys. Yeah, not with the boys, but he uh, said a few controversial things and uh Almost they got were like beat up. Yeah, so I guess they decided, well, we're just gonna let you go. You're not that big of an asset to the company, you're just a referee. So um so some interesting WWE layoffs. Uh, Marcus said he coming from UFC MMA background, Jimmy Smith. Uh, well, there you go. There's a little bit about Jimmy Smith that I did not know. So thanks, Marcus. We appreciate that. Um, I'll be interested to see what, how he sounds on Monday night. Raw. I may tune in to check it out on Monday night, but yeah, some WWE layoffs, more layoffs are, and a lot of backstage people too. I think people that were dealing with the YouTube channel, I saw were let go things like that. So you know, just hey, speaking of YouTube channel, you remember when it was a whole bunch of dust being kicked up about how they were telling their talent, hey, you can't have Twitch channels and you can't do personal stuff on the internet. How yeah, in the world does still, Xavier they, still, still have his? I think that's still a thing. But how does Xavier still has have his? WWE actually owns up up down down. Oh, okay. So there you go. And now you know. And no one's happening. Now you know, because uh, Brandy Lauren, another one, an NXT superstar. We actually, we didn't mention some of the NXT people. Brandy Lauren, who was Sp- Skylar Story in WWE, was, I don't even think she, she didn't even see television. And they already let her go. She actually made a, a Twitch channel. So uh, maybe she makes some, maybe she'll do some of those hot tub streams that are becoming popular on Twitch. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd watch that. Maybe an old, old Joey Janela is going to go hang out in the hot tub too. That'd be an interesting stream, but please leave uh, a kiss at home. So yeah, as soon as she got released, she put up her, 
her which, uh, Twitch channel. And then uh, I think same thing when Zelina Vega got released. Uh, maybe or she might already had a Twitch channel and they she probably just was like, well, if y'all gonna make me take it down, I'm, I'm out of here because she makes more money on her Twitch channel than she does from WWE, which is kind of sad. Damn. But yeah, I know, right? It says something a little bit about WWE and how much they're paying her. Or how much they're not paying her. It's crazy. So, so yeah, some WWE layoffs. So, uh, hopefully that's it. Uh, you know, because they've definitely put a dent in, um, in in the employee roster the last month or so. Gonna cut out the dead weight. I guess you're right. But speaking of a uh, dead weight, <laughs> Buff Bagwell, who I last saw, and they, they, they have that picture up there from that night after Shane bought WCW that they turned a Monday Night Raw or a portion of Monday Night Raw into WCW Nitro, and I think Buff Bagwell was wrestling Booker T for the WCW Championship. That's the last time I've ever seen Buff Bagwell on television. And um, every now and again, you know, it, it's crazy as it sounds, I think to myself, I wonder what Buff Bagwell's doing. So apparently he's not doing so good these days. He got arrested. No. What did he get arrested for? You know the story a uh, more than I do. This is from TMZ. He's arrested on five counts, including hit and run, giving false information to a law enforcement officer, open container, following too closely, and license to be carried and exhibited on demand. Uh, must be a Georgia thing. I don't know. Well, whatever it is. Uh, it was a hit and run. Yeah. But uh, obviously, Buff Bagwell has seen better days. I'm guessing he's uh, obviously got you know he's got a court date coming up and uh, loaded out of his mind. Apparently, yeah, I don't know how much that if he, he might see jail time or what, what, the, what the case may be. Is he gonna? Do you think he's gonna see jail time for all this? Or he's been arrested before. He might. Yeah, well, it's a shame. But like I said, hadn't seen Buff Bagwell on television in 20 years. And every now and again, I'd wonder, I wonder what Buff Bagwell is doing these days. Oh, also TMZ adds, he was a five-time, five-time <laughs> WCW tag team champion. Oh, there you go. Uh, Marcus Talbert said, uh, Vega had a Twitch, YouTube, uh, and a fans account. Hashtag fans account. I'm guessing he means only fans, which if she did, I was kind of unaware of that. Although I don't think she was posting any nudity, I would have, we would have, we would have got on that if she was if Zelina <laughs> Vega was posing nude. But uh, apparently WWE didn't like it. Plus she was she was on cameo too, and I know WWE was allowing people to do cameo for WrestleMania week in substitution as like meet and greets or whatever. But yeah, if she had an OnlyFans, I'm about to go find that. <laughs> just a, I think it just means that her Twitch was where she could talk to her fans. Maybe so, but if she got an OnlyFans, we got to go find that. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, I, do you have a subscription? Look it up. I guess I could. Let me look. I don't, but I don't, I don't know what her username is. I don't know what her username oh, okay. is. Maybe Marcus know knows. Marcus, if you know what her, her OnlyFans username is, I'll look it up. But <laughs> but in the meantime, hey, let's uh, dive into the meat and potatoes of this episode, and that is Double or Nothing coming up Sunday Pre-show starts at, or the buy-in starts at 6 p.m. No, Marcus said no, she had an OnlyFans. Oh, so she oh. maybe she doesn't have it anymore. Maybe WWE was like, hey, uh, we're a PG program here, ma'am. You must take down that OnlyFans right now, even though she probably wasn't posing nude. But, oh, man, uh, what could have been? But, 
Well, maybe she'll come back. And But now there's a rumor that she's actually back working at WWE, by the way. Apparently, she's got to have these side hustles because Vince ain't paying her. Well, apparently, she was spotted at the Performance Center, and there's the the rumor that she's going to come back to work for WWE. So if she had an OnlyFans, she ain't getting it back if she's going back to work for WWE. But that's something. We're going to talk about that, you know, obviously, as it develops. So um, we'll find out if she has an OnlyFans later. But let's talk about... (laughs) Let's go ahead and talk about Double or Nothing. Sunday night, 6 p.m. is the buy-in. 7 o'clock is the main card. You can buy it on BR Live. You can also fill out a scorecard on PW Scorecards or ProWrestlingScorecards.com as well. Uh, I got mine filled out, and uh, the first match is, let's see if I, I don't think they have it here listed. Do they? No, they don't. They have the women's title, but they don't have the... NWA Women's World Championship listed on the PW scorecards, which is fine because it's on the pre-show. But come on, guys, this, this was something that just kind of was thrown, I think, together the last minute. Uh, Riho, you know, obviously the first ever AEW Women's World Champion. Uh, yeah, exactly. I wonder how she got that that opportunity. Um, at least if you're Jim Cornette, you know, you think you know why, but. <laughs> Uh, so Riho is going to fight Serena Deeb. I think this will actually be a good match. I think they're both pretty good wrestlers. Uh, it's not like Riho trying to wrestle freaking um, Nyla Rose where you got you know a 150-pound weight difference. So you got two relatively small athletic girls here that are going to put on a really good match. I see Serena Deeb retaining, though. I don't see her dropping that belt anytime soon. Well, yeah, I see her winning as well, but I think I see her dropping that to uh, a certain wrestler, maybe at an NWA pay-per-view. You have a, a wrestler in mind, maybe? Man, the name, I had it for a second. It was the chick that used to run around with Nick Aldis. Is it Camille? Yes, Camille. Yeah. She's a beast. Well. I've never seen her wrestle, but I knew uh, I've heard, I had heard of her when she was running with Nick Aldis. She might still be, uh, for all I know. Yeah, she, she's an animal. No, then no, they broke up. Okay. Well, I mean, keep up with NWA up. a little more than I do. Well, I mean, not since they went over to fight TV and they're trying to charge people. I said, <laughs> screw that. All right. What's the next match we're going to talk about here? Um, oh, Hangman Page and Brian Cage. Page versus Cage, as I like to call this one. Uh, obviously, Taz is going to be there. I wish they'd put the FTW championship on the line. Like, if. Yes. You know, if Taz and, and they want them to make it a legitimate championship, defend it. You know, like. And this is a perfect match to defend it. I'm not saying to go defend it every week, have an open challenge, say, hey, who want, you know, if you want some, come get some as a, a wrestler used to say, but Hangman Page versus Brian Cage, I think this is going to be a stellar match. I think we had this match on Dynamite a few weeks ago, and Brian Cage actually got the win when Adam Page was ranked number one. So Hangman, uh, excuse me, Brian Cage is the reason that Hangman Page is not fighting for the AEW World Championship possibly right now. Uh, he moved it down because Brian Cage beat him in a singles match a few weeks ago, so now you got the rematch. I see, and the reason I, I also I was going to say I see Hangman winning this this match obviously because Brian Cage won the first one. FTW Championship is not on the line as it never is, or did they defend it once? Maybe I don't know, but they don't defend it often enough if they want to make it a legitimate championship. I got 
Adam Page winning this match uh, via pinfall. Um, I'm just reading out my PW scorecard stuff here. I got three finishers. Um, over, under, seven and a half near falls. I got under. I, uh, I, maybe I'll take seven, you know, six or seven. A fight before or after the match? No. I think it'll be you know, pretty clean because I think Hangman will win. And um, I think Taz will be out there, but I don't think Taz will try anything. So we'll going to find out though but i got hangman adam adam page winning and i you know he'll he's going to start ascending back to the top of the ranks but certainly I, they you know they need to do something with brian cage as well he's a this is gonna be a fantastic match um this could be a match of the night stealer this could be a match i could see opening the show to really get that live crowd you know rolling in in jacksonville yeah i'm gonna differ with you on this one and I agree with you. I don't think we're going to see any interference from Taz, but I think we might see some interference from his son, Hook. Yeah. And I think Hook's going to cost Paige the match. Brian's going to win. And then I think we're going to see a program start between Hook and Hangman to give Hook his first match on a Dynamite. Oh, okay. I like that. You know, I like that. I like that prediction there. You know, Hook is obviously running with Team Taz. It's Taz's son. He hasn't done anything. He's well. Run- he got into the ring the other night against. Uh, it was Brian Cage and Sonny Kiss on Dark. Yeah, and he got in there and he stretched out Sonny Kiss pretty good. Yeah, he did. You know, he, he's. I was gonna say he's gotten into the ring. He's gotten into a few altercations, but he's obviously never had a match. So right. he hasn't had a, a real match yet in AEW, and he's been hanging around for a hot minute now. So when are you going to maybe do something with him? That's not a bad idea. I um, I would be very interested if uh, Hangman Adam Page and Hook were to get into a little program and have some kind of match and, and get Hook in the ring. Let's see what he's got. You know, he's yeah. uh, he's rolling with Team Taz. Let, let's see what he can do. And Ricky Starks is out for a little bit. So hey, let. Yep let hook get in there and, and have a little fun. So, all right, let's go to the next match, which is the AEW women's world championship. Hikaru Shida taking on Dr. Britt Baker DMD. And, you know, Hikaru Shida has been uh, AEW women's world champion for over a year now. She won it or did she win it a double or nothing last year? So it, about a year, I would say maybe she won it before then. I can't remember, but, a lot of challengers have come and a lot of challengers have gone for Hikaru Shida and it's time now. Um, obviously, Dr. Britt Baker, she's always been a, a pretty big name in women's wrestling, but she never really made any waves in AEW until she fought Thunder Rosa in the Lights Out match and she was bleeding everywhere and that was kind of the, the coming out party in AEW for Britt Baker. And ever since then, and it's crazy to think that she lost that match. Yeah. And since then, you know, a lot of attention has been on her. A lot of talk has been around Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. And now she's found her way, obviously, to the top of the rankings. She's going to take on Hikaru Shida. I think Hikaru Shida has had a hell of a run. I think it's time to change belts or belt change hands at least. I think Dr. Britt Baker is going to ha- take this title. She's going to be the face of the women's division. And she's going to roll with it. I think she's going to do great things with uh, the AEW Women's World Championship. So, obviously, I got Dr. Britt Baker winning here as I pull up uh, my scorecard. I think it's going to be by submission. She's going to put on that glove, put her hand in in Hikaru Shida's mouth at some point. 
And Hikaru, she doesn't have no choice. She's going to tap. I think it's going to be a 12-minute match time for Near Falls. And uh, does Rebel attack Sheeta? Yes, obviously. Um, at some point, they're going to try and distract the ref, or maybe Britt's going to distract the ref. And for all I know, a Rebel may actually help Dr. Britt Baker win the win the title at some point. She might. She always has that crutch with her. I think she she might hit Hikaru Shida at one point and uh, help Dr. Britt Baker ultimately get to a win. You know, ever since this company launched, they have been wanting to push Britt Baker so bad yeah. to be the number one girl in the women's division. And for some reason, it just hasn't materialized. And after she turned heel, you know, we thought, oh, wow, okay, this is working out pretty well. And they've been building her up since. You know, I wonder if it backfired the match between her and Thunder Rosa, because when Thunder Rosa came in, she was the NWA women's champion and she was a buzzsaw in AEW's women's division. She was kicking the crap out of everybody. I wonder if they thought, okay, this match will get Thunder Rosa over and we're going to put the belt on her, but it reversed and they were like, Oh crap. Okay. Well, we got to go with Brit now. Yeah. Well, like I said, you know, Brit obviously coming in, you the, if you take all the original women that came into AEW, Dr. Britt Baker was arguably the the most well-known. And she had matches here and there, and just there was nothing, like you say, it, it never really, nothing ever really materialized with her. And then you started bringing in these NWA women, obviously Thunder Rosa, Serena Deeb, just to name a few, and Thunder Rosa, they were starting to make waves. And then... You know, and I don't want to bring down the other women in the AEW women's division that were here originally, but they could. There was never a match that just went wow, or made you just glued to the TV. The one of the first times I, I was glued to a women's match was when Thunder Rosa, who I think at the time was the NWA Women's World Champion, maybe she either she was or she just lost it to Serena Deeb. Well, she fought Dr. Britt Baker in this Lights Out match, and it was. A bloodbath is what it was, and it was an amazing match. Thunder Rosa ultimately wins the match, but at the end of the match, people were talking more about Dr. Britt Baker, and that was her coming out party where people were like, you know what? She's got something. Like, this is – we got something here. I don't know exactly what it is, but we got something here. And obviously, like you said, her she had her injury, and she started to build herself as the role model. And I think that was gaining some traction, but – at the end of the day, that, that match with Thunder Rosa, I think, is what put Dr. Brett Baker next level. And now she's finally coming into a zone with her character. And it's going to all come to fruition on Sunday. Dr. Britt Baker, new AEW Women's World Champion. It's, it's, and it's time, it's due time for that title to change hands. Because Hikaru Shida's been a great champion, but I don't think she's at this point drawing... She, she can draw as much interest in herself as champion as Dr. Britt Baker can as uh, the AEW Women's World Champion. Right. Yeah, I got Britt going over w as well. And now you can revive the feud with her and Thunder Rosa where, you know, Thunder Rosa's like, I won that match. You know, you're still in my Thunder. You're still in, you know, my spot. I should have that belt. I That should have been my match with Sheeta and it start like a long feud with them. I think that's going to be some good television. Yeah, I think any. I think everyone would be okay seeing another match, Doctor Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa. We could see it maybe at All In. Maybe they'll build to it at All In in September. So, looking forward to seeing where the 
the AEW women's division go, uh, assuming Britt Baker is going to become the new women's world champion. All right, this one, this was one that was just added about a week ago. The TNT Championship, Miro is taking on Lance Archer, and yes, sir. They they haven't had much time to really build this up, but I, I feel like it. you don't. I feel like you don't need to build this up. I mean, you got two big behemoths, and obviously Miro coming in, you want to make him just a powerhouse. Same thing with Archer. They're they're two very similar guys with two very similar styles, and both guys have had very similar journeys here in AEW. They've came in, they were built up real big, but then they kind of like, you know, Miro ran with Kip Sabian for a little bit, kind of doing some goofy shit here and there. And then (laughs) it was dumb. And then you had Lance Archer who not necessarily was doing goofy shit, but he was throwing people through roofs. Yeah. And, you know, he had the big match with Cody last year. You know, he lost. And it was never a, a big moment where he was getting put over to send him to the next level. And, uh, you know, this is this was one of the – there was two matches. I was really torn about who's going to win. If Miro had the belt a little longer than he has, he's only had it now for, what, two weeks? Uh, I would say Lance Archer is going to take it from him, but I, I think they want to let this this run – with Miro go a little longer, I got Miro beating Lance Archer. I think it's going to be a physical match. I think it's going to be a great match, and it's it's going to be physical. I, I can tell you that right now. As I pull up what I got on my scorecard, I got Miro winning by submission. I think he's going to get the accolade on him. I don't think Archer's oh, going to. I don't think Archer's going to tap though. I think Archer's just going to pass out, and the referee's just going to ring the bell. So that way, you don't have Archer tap. So I think that's how that's going to go down. Let's see, where did I put the damn scorecard at? Okay, here we go. Submission match over 15 minutes. I don't think it quite goes over 15 minutes. I think the Bucks match is going to take up a lot of time. Cody's match is going to take up a good bit of time. Obviously, the main event is going to take up a bit of time. Stadium Stampede is going to take up a good bit of time. So you got to have some matches that are not going to go that long. I think this is one of them. And four near falls is, is what I got. But uh, how do you see the, this match playing out? Well, number one, I'd like to say this before I forget. Uh, if they run out of time on fight TV again, like they did for the first all in, how does that even happen or all out was, was, was the, the indie show that they put out? Was that all that out? was uh, all in. Oh, that was all in. Yeah. Uh, what the hell? I'm like, how do you run out of time on fight TV? It just doesn't seem like it could be a possibility, but they said they had the short matches because they didn't have enough time. Look, let AEW take as much time as they want because other than AEW, you got OVW, you got NWA, you got a whole bunch of um, God of indie shows on your platform that nobody gives a damn about. Let AEW take as much time as they want. All right. So I got Miro going over, and I think that's because – I think they're grooming him to be an unstoppable beast to eventually take this belt away from Omega. And maybe he'll be two belts Miro. I don't know. Oh, I, don't, I don't see anybody that can take it off of him. And like you said before, you know, Archer taking another loss. I mean, that's pretty bad for him. He he came in as the instructable and indestructible beast. And now the way that he's getting book, booked, he can get beat. 
And yeah. so who who's going to take the belt off of Miro? I mean, here's the thing. This is the, this is the one thing I wasn't great. I, I I love this match. I just hate how it's happening so soon from Miro getting the belt from Darby Allen. I wish this was a match maybe happening in, in about two or three month, m- months, maybe at like an all-in. I don't know who Miro could face now. I'm hoping that this is one of those things where it could be that this feud can continue, uh, but who knows what's going to happen. I think Miro's going to win just because, like I said, he, he hasn't had the belt very long. I don't think they want to swap belts that quickly onto Lance Archer, or maybe they give it to Archer to further this feud. You know what I'm saying? Maybe they do that. I don't know. But but then there's there's no such thing as rematch clauses in AEW or anything like that. It's all about rankings. And if you lose the belt, then you kind of drop. You got to work your way back up, whatever the case may be. So at the end of the day, I, I'm going to go with Miro, though, as well. And, you know, I think it's going to be a great match. Um, but before we go on to the next match, you got anything else to add for this one? No. Are you going to talk about what Marcus said? Yeah. So Marcus was in the chat. Um, he said, I know, so I did some research for you guys. We we're talking about Zelina Vega earlier and her OnlyFans. But Marcus said, yes, she did have an OnlyFans, but it was hinged taking down. She made it to challenge Vince for the third-party ban. It was also 30 a month. Dang. And it was a cost you a whooping $100 for one picture and $500 to $1,000 for five to 10 pictures of her dressed up in cosplay. She was not doing nudes. She was only dressing in Mortal Kombat anime stuff. So we weren't missing anything <laughs> as far as Zelina Vega's OnlyFans. I mean, you can probably, I mean, honestly, some of the things that she posts on social media and that you can see on Reddit that are non nudes are, you know, it, it just almost as good as anything she's posting on her OnlyFans. So not missing much there. All right, well, one of my favorite matches, and coming up here, we're going to talk about on a Double or Nothing, and of course, I've mentioned this before, my favorite match of the year is the Royal Rumble, and this is, in my opinion, AEW's version of the Royal Rumble. It's the Casino Battle Royale. The winner will receive a future AEW World Championship match. Um, There's going to be 21 entrants. You know what? I just noticed. Um, well, it's possible. Um, so okay, I'm gonna go over real quick the the participants uh, really quick. I'm gonna run through them. There's 20 with obviously a surprise entrant: Brian Pillman Jr., Griff Garrison, Mark Quinn, Evil Uno, Anthony Bowens, Max Caster, The Blade, Powerhouse Hobbs, Nick Camarado, Preston Vance, which is also number 10 of the Dark Order. Penta, El Zero Miedo, Dustin Rhodes, Lee Johnson, Matt Seidel, Matt Hardy, Colt Cabana, and it doesn't let me go any further, so I don't know if that's all of them, but uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I got, uh, you know, when they started this hype or build for the Casino Battle Royale, uh, the first person that mentioned they were in it was Christian. And he was obviously confronted by Matt Seidel, who said, I'm also also entering the um, the Casino Battle Royale. So those were the first two guys to be announced to the Casino Battle Royale. I'm, I was trying to find a scenario where one of these other guys could win. There was only one other guy I thought maybe could win, but at the same time, I was thinking he's not ready, uh, not quite yet to get an AEW World Championship. 
which was a powerhouse Hobbs. So um, I got Christian Cage winning this. I got let's see what else I got here on the on the PW scorecard. Uh, the first one eliminated. I'm gonna go QT Marshall. I think QT Marshall will be the first one eliminated. Uh, time to first elimination. I got three minutes. Last eliminated. I think Powerhouse Hobbs will be the last person to be eliminated because it'll be him and Christian Cage left. I think Christian Cage will uh, eliminate Powerhouse Hobbs. Uh, last suit to enter. I'll just throw a shot in the dark here. I said spades. Most eliminations. I think Powerhouse Hobbs will have the most eliminations. Enter at number 21, which is right now to be determined. It's going to be a surprise. And the funny thing about filling out a digital scorecard for PW scorecards is when you go to this particular entry to enter, there's like so many different names you can enter. And excuse me, I was, um, I wasn't quite aware of it. I, Cause I see in the graphic here, I see Paul White's picture and I guess he's going to be a special commentator for this match. And forgetting that I chose as my surprise 21 entrant is none other than Paul White. So, and obviously Big Show has uh, won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royale. He's been in Battle Royales before. So I think, you know, he'll be sitting there at commentary. And when number 21 comes out, he's already out there. He's out there at the announce table. It's going to be Paul White. Uh, that's my guess. Uh, I hope I'm right. But I, like I said, when I made that, that pick, I forgot he was going to be on commentary. But at the same time, hey, he's going to be out there. So the chance is there. And I could see Paul right. White obviously doing a one-off in a battle royale, but and that's what I got for my battle royale. Oh, also time after entrant number twenty-one, uh, six minutes. Uh, that's what I got. So, how do you see the battle royale playing out over there, David? Well, I, d I got Powerhouse Hobbs winning. I think oh, they've been building right. him up for a while to be a beast, and I think they're really wanting to push him. And I wonder because I also think that the last entrant is going to be Paul White as well. But if well, you remember a few months ago, uh, AEW put in for the Captain Insano copyright. Oh, so I wonder if he comes out as Captain Insano. That's a very interesting take there. I tell you what, I will give you your, I will, I will text you if he comes out as Captain Insano and say, <laughs> you fucking called it. That's <laughs> exactly what I will say. Yes. If he comes out as Captain Insano. So that would be awesome. Uh, I, I did not think of that. So, Good, uh, good call there. I, I would say. Uh, I, I hope I'm texting you on Sunday night saying you called it. You called yeah, that. Yeah, me too. All right, what's the next match we got on on tab here? Bam! All right, the singles match between Anthony Agogo and Cody Rhodes. Uh, this one was another one I was uh torn between choosing a winner because really. Yes, um, because the the safe pick here is Cody Rhodes. I think this is the only pick here. <laughs> well, hang tight for me one second. Um, so <laughs> I was like, you know, anytime you get a big match like this, Cody obviously puts himself over. But, you know, I read a thing a while back about Anthony Agogo having – an eye condition that'll probably shorten his career, maybe in the wrestling ring um, or will limit his, the years that he, he can do professional wrestling. And I, I think they really want to push this guy. So I got Anthony Agogo winning this match 
Uh, I picked him. Like I said, I was torn because I was like, nah, you know Cody's going to go over, and I would not be shocked if he did. But this is a, a brand new faction. Um, we haven't seen much of Anthony Agogo. Hopefully, we're going to see more of him in, in a match with Cody Rhodes here. We know this match is going to last a while. I think I actually have it lasting. Let's see here what I put on the PW scorecard. I had this match lasting 12 minutes, which is actually kind of short, but for a Cody Rhodes match. But I got Anthony Agogo winning. I think it's going to be a judge's decision that that also kind of protects Cody as he, he you know he doesn't get pinned, he doesn't get submitted. It was at the the judges or the referees' discretion that, and I, I think. Anthony Agogo might give him a few gut punches. You know, a one or two gut punches has knocked out everyone he's pl- he's fought so far. But I think it's going to take a little more than that to keep Cody Rhodes down. And I think Cody Rhodes is going to get – at some point, he'll take enough. He's just going to drop. The referee's just going to say, you know what? It's over. I'm calling it. And, it, you know, Cody doesn't get pinned, doesn't get submitted or anything like that. Anthony Agogo gets a win. And I think that's how it's going to go down. So gut punches, number of gut punches weren't on the pro wrestling scorecard? It actually was not. Um, well, they missed out on that. Come yeah, on, they boys. Did. Uh, the only other thing on there was uh, most near falls. I I, I'm, I went ahead and said Cody Rhodes because I don't think Anthony Agogo is ever going to try to pin him at, at all. So uh, most near falls, I got Cody Rhodes. And, but Agogo, I got winning after a number of gut punches and the judge – or the referee finally saying that's enough. And see, I, I, I'm from the school of thought here that uh, two things are going to happen during this match for sure. Number one, Cody's going to bleed. Number yeah. two, Cody's going to go over. I mean, this guy is the new triple H. We talked about <laughs> that before. Uh, this guy's booking himself to win. He's a VP. Come on. He's not there to put over talent. He's there to put over Cody. Yeah, and he's he's obviously done it in the past, and will he continue to do it? Like I said, I would not be surprised if he did, but I really want to go out on a limb because I know a lot of folks are going with Cody Rhodes, and I feel this is this guy's a little different. So I feel like they're really trying to push this guy because obviously, you know that I could I could tell you why they're they're trying to push this guy. Well, not necessarily why, but I could tell you how I know they're really trying to push this guy. Uh, because this feud was supposed to be initially, which it was, QT Marshall versus Cody Rhodes. And there's a, there's a story there. And yet, somehow, they make it to be Anthony Agogo fighting Cody Rhodes at their biggest pay-per-view or one of their biggest pay-per-views of the year. It could have been one of the other two guys, but they were like, no. We're going to put a go-go in here because we want to push him to the moon. So I think that's why he's going to win this match because I think they really want to push him to the point. They were like, you know, we got the Cody and QT rivalry here, but you know what? At double or nothing, we're putting a go-go with Cody Rhodes. And for all I know, Cody Rhodes might have said, you know what? I want to go up against Anthony Go-Go so I can put him over. You know what's going to piss me off is if – Cody does put a go-go over, but his wrestling sucks. Yeah, that would be a very unfortunate. So, and that's another thing I'm really looking forward to in this match to see how well he can, you know, really wrestle a good 10, 15 minute match. Uh, Cause we haven't seen that from him yet. So looking forward to that match, but uh, 
you you already said how you you expect this to go is pretty simple. Oh yeah, Cody's going over. All right, the next match we're going to talk about is uh, the tag team match. It's going to be Sting and Darby Allen versus Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page, the newly formed tag team of Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. And this will be Sting's in-ring debut for AEW. I'm really looking forward to that in front of a packed house. Obviously, Darby's a, a fan favorite, and Darby's amazing. Uh, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page, you know, they're... I don't know what to make of these two guys yet. Um, I haven't seen a whole lot of Ethan Page in the past. You know, and Scorpio Sky was, you know, he was, he won the face of the revolution, you know, ladder match. And that uh, kind of took him nowhere, really. And now he's teaming up with Ethan Page. He's not with SCU anymore. I don't know what they're trying to do with these two guys. It was kind of a random pairing. I mean, I don't know if these two guys have any history together prior to, AEW, they may or may not have, but Sting and Darby Allen, um, I think there's going to be one of those matches that, you know, obviously Sting and Darby Allen, they've already beaten Cage and who was it? Was it Hobbs, I think? Oh, Cage and Starks, they, they wrestled against, yeah. maybe it was, in, in that warehouse or whatever it was back in at Revolution. But I think it's going to be another thing where this is going to be, you know, it's going to play to the crowd. It's going to, you know, we're gonna have the, the faces go over. So I, I got Darby and Sting winning here. Just noticed my, my battery was getting a little low on my laptop. Thank goodness I, I saw it. But <laughs> <laughs> so I think Sting and Darby Allen, uh, they're going over as I pull out uh, my PW scorecard for that. I think it's gonna be Sting pinning Ethan Page. And uh, I got five aerial moves and also got uh, under one and a half coffin drop attempts. I think Darby's just going to try it once and, and land it near the end. And uh, that's that. But I got Sting and Darby Allen going over Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. Yeah, Page was a big player in Impact before he came over. He was a, a tag team wrestler there as well. I think his tag team was called the Great North. Yeah. I think um, – with a guy named Josh Alexander, I think his name was. But um, I like the pairing of him and Scorpio. They both have swagger. They both have a little bit of that I'm better than you type thing to them. Uh, but you got, you got to put the legend over. I got Sting and Darby Allen too. Yeah, you got a, an icon that is Sting. You got a, a, a fan favorite that is Darby Allen. And, you know, obviously he just lost his TNT championship. So he's... And I don't know, maybe they they have Darby Allen take a pin and they kind of have him go into some kind of spiral uh, of losses. But uh, I think first match in front of a live crowd for Sting, I think they're going to have him go over. Oh, most definitely. I mean, you got to. You don't know how long you got him. You're right. Yeah, you're so, right. I mean, you got to make his run as epic as possible. Yep, that is true. From a booking standpoint. I agree. All right. AEW World Tag Team Championships on the line. The Young Bucks defending against John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. I do enjoy me the the team of Moxley and Kingston. The Bucks, uh, they've certainly reinvented themselves yet again, or I guess they've gone back to doing their elite thing or bullet club thing, whatever it is they do. They've been putting on spectacular matches as of late. Um, they really are playing the heel role to a T. I mean, I, at times they really got me despising them, but at the same time they put on tremendous matches and they are 
when it comes to their in-ring ability, they're, they are must-watch. I mean, they put on some really good matches. And, you know, Moxley and Kingston, both phenomenal workers, phenomenal on the microphone. This has been a, a pretty good little rivalry brewing here. I think this is going to be a fantastic match. I think because Moxley and Kingston, they're not high flyers like the Bucks. The Bucks may have to slow the, the pace of this match down just a little bit, but I'm looking forward to this match. And I would like to see Eddie Kingston and John Moxley win the tag team titles. However, I, I just don't see the Bucks dropping the titles anytime soon. Um, and uh, they're also going to have uh, the Elite out there and Don Callis. So. I'm assuming they'll have him out there at least. At least they'll probably have Don Callis out there. Don Callis could always obviously cause a, a diversion of some sort. Uh, he helped obviously Kenny Omega win the world championship. He could help the Bucks certainly retain their tag team titles on Sunday. But on my scorecard, I got Nick Jackson pinning Eddie Kingston. Uh, legal tags over or under 15 and a half. That's a lot of tags, but I, I'm going to say over. I, I think the bu the Bucks tag themselves in and out a lot, so I think they'll have a good portion. I think, you know, Moxley, and I think there's going to be a long match, too. The Bucks matches are always pretty long, so there'll be a lot of tags in and out. Nine super kicks, and that's including John Moxley and Eddie Kingston, which I don't think either one of them do super kicks. And then interrupted pin attempts, uh, I'm just going to say two. I really don't know what to answer for that one, but I got the Bucks going over. I just don't see him dropping the titles to Kingston and, and Moxley. I think Kingston and Moxley, um, it's it's nice for them to come together as a tag team to have as a to challenge the Bucks for a big show, but th they'll go back to doing their singles thing sooner than later. Yeah, at first when I saw that they were teaming Moxley and Kingston together, I was like, man. This doesn't make any sense. You know, Moxley is a singles guy here in AEW. I don't get it. He, you know, you're going to take him out of the world title picture. I don't get it. Kingston's been a, you know, an, an indie journeyman his whole life. He's never been on a big show. He came over from NWA, but now I get it. It's so good. They're so good together. Yeah. And Go ahead. Not only they're wrestling, but like their promos together are absolutely awesome. Yeah, they're both tremendous on the mic. I mean, and their their chemistry with one another as a tag team, they're they're really good. I, I would just prefer to see them in, in singles feuds, but at the same time, I would I love the fact that they just run together. You know, they're two singles guys just running together. You know, if Moxley's getting beat down by two guys, Kingston will be there to to help him out, and vice versa. So, I, I like the idea of them two running together, but. You know, being in tag teams together, I wouldn't. I mean, I'm not opposed to it as well, but I, I enjoyed them just as you know, just as much, if not even a little more, uh, when they were in singles runs. So uh, I would love to see them win it, to be honest. But I just don't think they're going to put the tag team titles on them. I think they're going to eventually, sooner than later, just go back to doing their singles things. But at the same time, they'll you know they'll run together. Now, did you say? you don't think you see the Bucks dropping the belt anytime soon. Is that because you don't see any good tag teams that can take the belt from them? Because I remember when AEW first started out, we were like, damn, this tag team division is thick. You know, this yeah, is a no, good tag team division. No, it's not that. It's just, I think with the way the Bucks, you know, they're booking themselves right now, they got the whole, they got the gang back together. They want to keep all the gold 
on them so they can have their their big run with you know together with all the gold and all that stuff and and I, I don't think it, it's run its course yet you know i think when it when when it, when it runs its course i think there's plenty of tag good tag teams that they will face and and could obviously become tag team champions i mean the best friends i could see them doing it uh, i could see i guess jurassic express ftr could come around back around the block and, and do it uh santana and ortiz is another team that could come out of nowhere and face them as well. I wouldn't be surprised if Santana and Ortiz could be, you know, facing them between now and all out. But um, I think the Bucks, you know, when their time, when their their courses run, they'll drop it to who's necessary. But I think right now it, this title run has not run its course, and they're going to continue to do this thing with the elite and have all the belts and you know continue to do their thing. And they're they're fantastic in the ring. So. They put on tremendous matches, and you know they're going to hold it on to at least all out, in my opinion. Yeah, I got the Young Bucks going over as well. All right, what's the next match we got there? The Stadium Stampede, the second annual, I guess you can say, Stadium Stampede. The Inner Circle taking on the Pinnacle. Of course, they had their Blood and Guts match, which the Pinnacle won. So that tells me now the Inner Circle is going to win this match. I got the inner circle winning this match. Uh, if I can pull it up here on my scorecard, the inner circle winning this match. I'll give the match time 17 minutes, six aerial moves, an aerial move off the goalpost. I will say, yeah. Wrestler bleeds, of course. Vehicle driven, I'm going to say no. And the match enters Daly's place, I'm going to say no. I think they keep it out in the, the the on the field and in the concourse area. I don't think they ever make it to, to Daly's place. But, um, you know, you had the big blood and guts match that you really hyped up, Pinnacle won, and now you have a rematch where if the inner circle loses, they got to break up, and I don't think it's time to break them up just yet. I think that time is coming at some point, maybe in a year or two. I don't think it's quite time yet, so I think the inner circle is going to win. And, you know, it's another thing that we mentioned about Moxley and Kingston. They run together, but they're going to have singles, you know, singles runs, but and obviously Jericho had his singles run with the, with the world title while they were still in the inner circle. So you can have the inner circle still together. You can have Sammy Guevara maybe go do a singles run for um, getting the TNT title picture. Santana and Ortiz will get in the tag team title picture. Maybe Hager gets in the AEW world title picture because I think Jericho in the world title picture that's that ship has sailed. He he was the original champion. I don't think. We might see it in, on him again one more time if we're lucky, but I think there's plenty of other guys in this company that deserve to get that belt at some point over Chris Jericho. I mean, he came in, like I said, he was the inaugural champion. He he He's the foundation of this company, but it's now... Jericho doesn't even need a belt anyway. So he only needed that belt to legitimize this company, which he did, and now it's time for all these other guys to you know, get, get these belts. So, and Jericho might be going on a tour at some point soon anyway, uh, with COVID restrictions starting. Of course they played at Sturgis even during the, the pandemic anyway. So he don't care about all that, but, um, so you can still have them together and I'll have them go do their, their own separate thing, but still run together. So I think they'll stay together obviously with, uh, the inner, the pinnacle winning the blood and guts match. I got the, I got the inner circle winning the stadium stampede match. Well, you stole my thunder at the very end there. 
I got the pinnacle winning. And number one is because, you know, by the look test and on paper test, they just look like the more dominant faction. You know, you got some more, you got more major players on that faction um, than you do on the inner circle. And I think, and and I was going to play a guessing game with you, but now that you've already said it, that would be just be dumb. But with all, you know, uh, with the pandemic winding down, I would imagine Jericho is itching to go on a Fozzie tour. So I think this is probably to get Jericho out of the picture for a while so that he can go tour with Fozzie and then come back and start a whole new thing with MJF and whatnot. But so I got the pinnacle going over and mostly I believe that's so that Jericho can be away for a while. Uh, I like, I like that, that perspective. Um, I would not be upset if the pinnacle went over because, you know, the inner circle is, you know, they, they've been together since the original dynamite, the inaugural dynamite back in October of 19. So they've been around a while. The pinnacle is still a new fresh thing. And I would like to see the pinnacle go over. I wish they wouldn't have done the blood and guts match because I would have picked the pinnacle to win here too. But I think since the pinnacle won the blood and guts match, the the inner circle is going to win this one. So I, I, I would be okay if I was wrong on that, but that's the way I see it. And All right. Well, finally, 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 we got the AEW world championship triple threat. I, I believe this is the first triple threat in AEW history. It's going to be Kenny Omega defending the AEW world championship against pack and against orange Cassidy. And, uh, this is going to be a really fun match. You know, we talked a little bit about this yesterday when we were reacted to the Orange Cassidy versus Colt Cabana match. I'm hoping we see more of Orange Cassidy's gimmick in this match than we kind of have in the past. In the past, he's been more... He's done his gimmick, don't get me wrong, at, at times, but I feel like he's becoming more and more of... He's just doing more and more actual wrestling, which is, you know, it's fine to an extent, but that's... That's not his bread and butter. His bread and butter is doing the half-assing, rolling around, kicks, slapping with barely any energy kind of thing. And I think we're going to see a bit of that more, especially now that we're in front of fans because, you know, the crowd's going to react to it. Oh, yeah. And, well, because yeah, because there's going to be fans there. And that that's kind of my main reason. Obviously, he's not going to win. Um, I think he's also there to take the pinfall from Kenny Omega. I think Kenny Omega is going to win this match. I think by pinning Orange Cassidy, you protect Pac a little bit because Pac is amazing. I would be okay with Pac winning this match. I actually want Pac to win this match because I am a huge Pac fan. And I don't think it's kind of the same thing with the Bucks. The Bucks have actually been champions tag team champions longer than Kenny Omega has been AEW world champion. I don't think this championship reign has run its course yet. And Pac would be a legitimate person to drop the title to, but it's not time yet for Kenny to drop the belt. I think he's going to win, but I think he's going to pin Orange Cassidy. That's one of the two reasons I think he's there um, to take the pin. And because there's going to be a, a full crowd at Daly's place, a hot crowd and they they love them some Orange Cassidy. And I, I, I'm, I'm hoping we see more, of the Orange Cassidy gimmick and maybe a little bit less of the wrestling, but I also understand at the same time, this is the AEW world championship match. It's the main event. So if he goes out there and does plenty of wrestling, that's fine. But I personally would like to see more Orange Cassidy be Orange Cassidy. The, 
the sloth like you know wrestler that he is versus the legitimate wrestler. And he can go too, which is like I said, that's awesome that he can do that. But that's not what got him to the dance. What got him to the dance is his sloth like movements in the ring. So I hope to see more of that. But I got Kenny Omega winning. Let me go over my scorecard here really quick. Kenny Omega winning via pinfall. He'll pin Orange Cassidy. Seven aerial moves, and I got over one and a half one-winged angels. I started thinking more about this last night after we talked about it. And, you know, like I said, uh, in fact, that video is on our YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch pages. If you want to go back and watch it, there's a really good match between Cole Cabana and Orange Cassidy. Really funny. Um, I think this is how it should go down. So Orange comes out first. Then Pac's music hits. He doesn't come out. Everybody's like, what the crap? And then all of a sudden, the camera runs back, and it's Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers beating the crap out of him back there, you know? Yeah. Then Kenny comes out, and, you know, he's got the mic, and he was like, you know, I got rid of my only competition. Yeah. You know, let's just go ahead and get this over with, you know? And then him and Orange Cassidy put on maybe like a five- to six-minute comedy match. And then, you know, Orange does something that's pretty disrespectful. I don't know what it is. But then Kenny smacks him. Boom! This paint brushes him, you know? And that kind of knocks Cassidy back into his wrestling, I guess, mindset. And then yeah. they put on a barn burner of a match to show Orange exactly what he can do. And I don't think Pac ever comes out. Really? Yeah. And then that way you can build on that where he never got his shot for the title. And you can build that up to your next pay-per-view. It's not a bad idea, but I, I would just I couldn't see a scenario where they're not gonna have Pac wrestle, you know, like that that to me that just um, you never know. That's why I, I, I think Cassidy's there to get the pinfall because Pac can come back and say, Well, you didn't pin me. Right. So give me my shot one on one and I'll beat you because you never beat me. Exactly. So, well, then maybe oh, I think he did. Well, they they wrestled before, but you get what I'm saying. He didn't. Kenny did not pin Pack to win the world to retain the world title on Sunday because he will pin Orange Cassidy. So Pack can come back and say, "Well, hey, how about we go one on one now and see who wins?" Right. And Kenny Omega and Pack, in my opinion, they still put on the best match in the history of AEW Dynamite. Their little Iron Man match they did, 30 minute Iron Man match pre pandemic. Great match. Fantastic match. If you have not seen it, go watch it. It is awesome. What was Pac's uh, little catchphrase over in WWE? The man that... Uh, the man that gravity uh, forgot. Yes. I love that. I wish he'd bring that back. I don't know if WWE owns that or not. Mm, it was a bad idea from Stupid Creative. <laughs> that's what Chris Jericho will say. I think, I think that's a show. Yeah, man, that's it. Uh, AEW Dynamite, Sunday night, 6 o'clock, the buy-in, 7 o'clock. This is all Central Time, by the way. 7 o'clock, the main card. It should be a, a fun show. It's going to be a fun atmosphere. It's going to be a fun weekend. AEW Dynamite tomorrow night. Then they got the Fan Fest on Saturday. So if you're an AEW fan heading to Jacksonville for the weekend, man, you're going to have yourself a great time. If you're going to Dynamite, you're going to the Fan Fest, and then you're going to the show on Sunday. It's Memorial Day weekend. Um, so a lot of people be off of work on Monday. You drive back home, but make sure if you're, you're traveling to Jacksonville, tune in to your boys 
the average marks and we'll get you ready for AEW Dynamite. Or actually, if you're listening by now, you or you should be ready by now. We just got you ready for AEW Dynamite. Make sure you go follow us uh, on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube. Subscribe to us. Like us on Facebook. Uh, we're gonna be back next week reacting to Double or Nothing and talking about you know more pro wrestling. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, as far as I know, I'm going to Brinks on Sunday night. We're gonna hang out nice. and we're gonna watch it. So I am looking forward to it. Before we get out of here, I have a special message to anyone who works for Fight TV. You get this back to the bosses. If for some reason AEW is running out of time. And they have to shorten matches because they have a time limit on fight freaking TV. I don't know where your headquarters are, but I'll drive up there on a weekend. Well, no, you probably won't be there on a weekend. I will take time off. I will drive (laughs) up there during the week and hand out cans of ass whooping. Let this show go four hours if they want to. Are you going to watch it on fight TV? I'm going to pirate it. Okay. <laughs> I'm not paid in fight TV. Well, there you go. It's the way we do it. There you go, bro. That's how y'all do it up in the bluff, baby. <laughs> Got that amazing VPN. Nobody's going to know about it. And there you go, bro. That's how you do it. <laughs> but yeah, um, I think it's going to be a great show. Looking at this card, the only match, and we said, I was, you know, during our, our pre-show get together where we talk about what we're going to talk about and whatnot. Um, the, I, I said it, the only match I could care less about is Cody Rhodes and Anthony Ogogo because I know how that's going to go. <laughs> and, and I hate that because I like Cody Rhodes, or at least I think I do, or maybe I did and I don't now. I don't know, but <laughs> like, like I like Cody Rhodes and it, and, and it hurts me to think, okay, I don't care about this match. And I think he's doing it to himself and I hope he starts to realize it and starts, you know, actually making some, uh, Good decisions that don't involve uh, selfish means. Yeah, I agree. And, um, you know, I I like Cody, too. I love his promos. He's a fantastic promo. Dude knows how to, you know, dude knows how to cut a promo and knows how to get you listening to that promo. He's just, you know, he uh, puts himself over when maybe he shouldn't at times. But And start bringing Brandy out with you more. Well, she's nice and pregnant, so... You know, Cody could lose this match and he'll have a, you know, maternity leave with his wife for a little while. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, help take care of the baby. So, but yeah, man, good show. Good show. All right. Find us on Patreon. That's where you can help your boys out. Uh, $1 a month. That's all you really need to do. It goes all the way up to 50, but uh, $1 a month, if enough people do it, that'd help us get some new equipment, maybe create our own studio. Maybe we could rent like an office space over here and create our own studio and do some really cool stuff. Um, Start marketing the podcast in different areas and really getting the word out. And, you know, it's going to take, it's going to take a, uh, a tribe to help us out because we're both in radio. So you know what that means? Yeah. (laughs) We can pay for melon, but that's about it. Yeah. Hey, we, we, we we ain't trying to be too fancy over here. We just trying to be effective. But I, w- I would love eventually to have like our own studio with yeah. really cool, like blue and red and yellow lights, like wrestling there. memorabilia all over. Yeah. That would be awesome. I got, I got some wrestling memorabilia, but not much. Four or five different camera views. We got our own producer. Boy, you going, you going big time over there, huh? It'd be dope. It would be. 
All right. So we're going to go ahead and get out of here. As uh, Patrick said, like us on your favorite social media platform. Just search The Average Marks. We will be here next week on Thursday, 6 p.m. Central. That's when we do it. That's when you need to tune in. And make sure, like Marcus and Joe on our reaction video yesterday, you know, type something in. Let's get the conversation going. We love hearing from you guys. Without that, what are we doing here, Patrick? Exactly. We want to, you know, I know it's you and me up here just talking to each other, talking wrestling, but, you know, we, we want to expand the conversation to other people. We want you guys to come in the chat. We want to converse about what you guys want to talk about because I tell you what, it would make our jobs uh, and lives a lot easier if you guys, you know, came in and started talking to us about whatever y'all want to talk about because then we wouldn't have to look stuff up to talk about. There you go. That's right. And sometimes it writes itself, but you get what I'm saying. All right, Patrick, get us out of here, son. Outro. You've been listening to the Average Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast with David Boston and Patrick Fry. All opinions discussed in the show are those of the Average Marks and do not represent any wrestling company, organization, or individual. This has been a Lake Area Media LLC production.